Hey everybody, Tamara here. So today's topic is all about nagging ideas. And this, this topic is important and it actually comes from a sad statement that I often hear from people or I hear more often than I'd like to when I'm going around the globe, keynote speaking at conferences for associations, corporate events, corporate meetings, virtual webinars, and on our everyday innovator community. Not as much there because we work through this. But I hear this statement time and time again. And every time I hear it, it makes me a little bit sad. It, it hurts my heart a little bit. So I want to talk about it today. And here's what happens. So I'll keynote, I'll be on stage, I'll be doing my thing. And then afterwards, people come up and want to talk to me, of course. And I love those conversations more than anything else. I think they are so interesting. They're so interesting because during my session, fresh perspectives have been brought up, new ways of thinking about things, the gears start to turn in new ways. But oftentimes, as I'm getting off the stage, someone will come up to me and they'll say, oh, Tamara, I had an idea once. And then they'll proceed to tell me about the idea they had that they never did anything with, but they couldn't let go. Time and time again, I hear this. Oh, tomorrow I, I had an idea once, but fill in the big, but I didn't have the resources to get it done, but I didn't know what to do to take the first step, but I had a job and I couldn't get to it, but I didn't have the time to actually do anything about it. There's always a button there, but I will tell you, it hurts my heart a little bit when I hear this, and I hope that you're not saying it, or if you're thinking it, I hope you're really listening into this podcast, because I want to tell you a couple ways to hopefully overcome that regret, and that is what it is. It's regret for not pursuing something that your brain came up with, right? An idea that you put together in the gears of your mind that you think is really good for one reason or another, and oftentimes, when I talk to successful entrepreneurs in particular, what they'll tell me is, you know, I just, I had this idea and everybody told me no, and I just couldn't let go of it. So I kept going. They're the ones that end up being successful because they see something that the people around them don't see, but they don't let it become a nagging idea and regret that they feel later. And I've heard, you know, the idea that I never did anything with comments about everything from dog products to food products to business services. I've heard it across the board. I had an idea once. And as they keep going, the buts, but this, but that, but this got in the way, that got in the way, this obstacle, that obstacle. And a lot of people, and maybe this is you, maybe it's someone you know, they don't even take the first step. So that's not even that there's a but, like they tried to pursue it, but time got in the way, but family life got in the way. They just simply never do anything with it, but it never leaves them. So it just sits there like this little ball of regret in your brain that you can't let go of. So I want to talk a little bit about this because I call them nagging ideas. And they there's something that you went, aha, you know, ah, this would be cool. Or maybe you had a frustration and you realized, hey, here's a way I could solve it. Maybe that's a gadget in the kitchen, something for your car, something for work, or it could be across the board. But we have that nagging thought and it sticks with us and it sticks with us because we know it's really good, but we don't do anything with it because we really don't know how to get started. And what I find with those nagging ideas that you just can't let go of, the hardest part 
is just the first step. And I think sometimes we don't go after those nagging ideas that we know are good, that we know we want to go after because we just don't know what to do. And actually, I think there's a second one. I think because we don't know what to do, but I think it's also because we're afraid of that major commitment. We already have work. We have a life. We have things that we do. We have time that we spend on other things. And so saying, I'm going to pursue, pursue this idea feels like really, really big commitment. And so we don't want to make this big commitment because that's like a leap into the chasm of the unknown. And we don't even know what to do to build that first plank on the bridge to get over the chasm to even figure it out. So I think those two things combined keep people from taking action on their ideas. And it's what leads to that ball of regret that's sitting in your brain. And then you come up to me and you say things like, I had an idea once. It just hurts my heart. It makes me so sad when people say that. And sometimes, by the way, what I hear is I had an idea once and then three years later, I saw it in the, in the store because somebody else had a similar idea too. I kind of believe in the collective unconscious, meaning you have a brilliant idea and maybe your idea is super unique when you think about it, but somebody somewhere is having the same problem that you're having and they're trying to solve it or they see the same opportunity. So I do think ideas look for a home. And if you're not going to do something with it, that idea is going to fly away like a butterfly and go find someone else. But it sticks with us as regret because we didn't do it, right? You go down the aisles of the grocery store and there's all these products that you thought of and never did anything with. And again, commitment and not even knowing what to do. And maybe you're not looking to totally shake up your life. But here's the thing. I think the ideas that stick with you, those that become nagging ideas, not just fleeting ahas and fleeting thoughts, those are ones that are meaningful to you for some reason or another. They speak to you for some reason or another. I have a million ahas a day about products that I'd love to create, but they don't stick with me. They're just, a, oh, wouldn't it be cool if my to-go mug did this? Or, oh, you know, cereal should do that. Or, oh, this would be a cool product for the car. It's just my brain thinking and the gears turning. And I always want to validate my brain for being innovative. So I let the ideas go. In fact, I put them all on sticky notes and in a bucket. It's like a little validation to my brain saying, yes, keep going. Because one day I'm going to need you to do it against a problem I'm really having. But the ones that are nagging are not those fleeting ones. They're the ones that really matter. And usually it's just one or two that nag you for days, months, years, lifetimes, generations. So what do we do? What do we do to not have that ball of regret sitting in our brain? So here's what I think is the big thing, because the big barrier is I don't know where to start. Like I wouldn't even know how to get this product made or start this business. And like I said, commitment. So I like to think of it as the only thing I'm committing to out of the gate when I have a nagging idea. And I'm going to share one with you in a moment. The only thing I think about is, and the only thing I'm committing to is one tiny little action, just one little action against the idea. So maybe your, your nagging idea is a water bottle product. Well, what's one step, one tiny little step that you could commit to that could help you figure it out, get momentum, test out the idea, take away that ball of regret and get you some traction in the nagging idea. 
one little thing. So I like to think of it that way. When I have an idea that I just can't let go of, like I said, they're not every day. There's they're here and there, but when I have an idea, I just can't let go of. If I don't let go on for too long, first of all, I will get to it, but I'm only committing to one little action. So let me give you an example of this. Actually, let me tell you this part first. In that commitment, I say, I'm going to take one hour. I'm going to work on this for one hour. So I'm not committing my time. I'm not, com I'm not digging into work. I'm not digging into family time. I'm not competing with other time commitments that I have. We all have an hour somewhere in our week. So all I'm committing to, I'm not committing to leaping into the unknown, into the chasm. I'm not committing to bringing this to life. I'm committing to one action for one hour. That's it. So go back to the water bottle. So you've got a water bottle idea and it's super cool, of course, and you just can't let it go. And you've bought every water bottle out there trying to find what you're looking for, but you can't find your idea. So this idea starts to nag at you and nag at you. So maybe one of the first things you do is you just, you go online and you go onto a website like Alibaba that does a lot of resource um, sourcing of products and you see if you can find something. Or maybe you build a prototype, you cut up a bunch of stuff and put together what you're talking about. Just something that makes momentum happen. I love building prototypes when I have a physical product idea because to me, that is that is exactly how you bring something to life. Now, I'm a risk taker, experiential, everyday innovator and the experiential side of me really needs to innovate in motion. So for me, it's doubly important. But I find also for the other innovator styles, it's extremely helpful to build prototypes. And whether that prototype is duct tape and scented markers, or you got a little more skill and you got a you know woodworking shop in your garage and you can actually build it, doesn't matter. What matters is you can build it. Now you can see it. Now you can talk about it. Just helps you. It just helps it get out of your brain and into the world. So here's my nagging idea. And I just started working on it, but it has been nagging me for three years. And it's actually an idea for a sci-fi fiction book. And I had the idea three years ago, three years ago. And I'll never forget driving down the street with my 14-year-old and saying to him, hey, what do you think about this idea for a book? And then we started to brainstorm and like turned into something even better and was so excited. And I just never found the time for it. I never went after it, but the idea kept popping into my head. And I found myself, like in the shower or doing dishes, thinking about this sci-fi idea that I had and thinking and thinking. And then I went online and I tried to like find, see if anybody else had already done this idea and I couldn't find it. And I just couldn't let it go. And at every turn, a new character would pop into my head. A new situation would pop into my head. Now, this went on for three years, three years. And I realized I was starting at getting into the I had an idea once phase of this nagging idea and I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. So what did I do? I committed for one hour at a coffee shop to write one chapter. That's it. I wanted to see, does this idea really have legs? Am I really passionate about it? Do I really care when I build it out? Is it as good as it is in my head? Because, oh, by the way, the other thing I love about this kind of one action, one hour, one commitment concept is sometimes you get there and you realize, oh, this idea is not as good as I thought it was. But you don't know that when it's stuck in your brain, it becomes that nagging idea, which then becomes that ball of regret. 
So sometimes it really, it sticks with you and it's right. And sometimes you realize from getting it out that, hey, I, I can let this idea go and maybe have a different one. Maybe have the one that's right for me. There's a lot, a lot in it. So that's what I did. I spent one afternoon, actually my son and I went to a coffee shop and we both, he's writing something too. So we sat down and we were writing and I wrote my chapter and he wrote his stuff. And then we would swap and give each other feedback. And that's the most to life. I brought this idea in three years. It took me three years to get here. So, and by the way, this was over Memorial Day weekend. So I had, I didn't have other commitments. Like I had an extra day kind of off of work. So I used it to do this, to bring this idea to life. And it doesn't actually matter where I head with this idea. And if I build out the full book or if I just, you know, chapter at a time, get it done. Or if I decide, you know what, hey, this isn't for me, which by the way, is not what I found. But as I started writing the book, I got super excited and got really into the characters and the plot. And it seems like it's going to be a really good outlet for me to just get some creativity in my life. And so more like artistic creativity. And so, but again, I wouldn't have known that had I not brought it to life and made one commitment for one hour, taking one action. That's all I want you to commit for those nagging ideas. And I think you'll find that either that one action will lead to your next one action, which will lead to your next one action, and you'll end up with an idea you love and maybe even push it forward, or you'll find as you go along, hey, this really isn't for me, and that's okay. So I told you about my idea with the, my nagging idea with the book, the sci-fi book, and how I took one commitment, one action. I have a girlfriend who years ago had this amazing shoe idea for pregnant women. Amazing. And it nagged at her and it nagged at her and it nagged at her. And she didn't do anything with it. She got busy doing other things. Her career was taking off, right? All the butts that we talked about in the beginning. And every now and again, I, when I when we catch up, which is so great when I get to see her, but every time that idea, this shoe for pregnant women comes up, and every time it's like, you remember that idea I had? Oh, I should have done something with it. That's 10 years later. It just hasn't left her because it's that ball of regret. It's now spinning in her brain. And she's gone on and done other incredible things. But there's something about this idea that's meaningful to her that she just can't let go of. I have another girlfriend. Um, and check out the Village Workspace because that's her business I'm about to tell you about. It's a, a collaboration workspace who for years talked about, come on, I, just, I want to build a collaboration workspace that looks like this, right? That is for these type of people, looks like this, has these services. Like, I think it would be so amazing. And so when she sold her social media company, she then decided she was going to go into this because this idea just kept nagging at her. And at every turn, people said, what are you doing? It's expensive, right? There's a huge capital investment on the front end. People also saying she is I want to say some point or somewhere, somewhere in her fifties, but the point is people kept saying, Hey, you have a good life. Like you could retire and be great now. Why are you leaping into this whole thing? And she told me, in fact, she's, um, her name is Gina Shrek. I adore her. And she's on a previous episode of everyday innovator interviews. So if you want to check out her interview, kind of going deep into this, go back and check out that episode with Gina Shrek. She's fantastic. But she kept telling me, you know, I just, I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a big investment. I'm at like that different stage of life where I should be slowing down. I've already built business and sold it. Like, what am I doing? But she said then every morning she'd wake up and go, no, no, this is a great idea. I can do this. Sure enough, she built one very successful space. 
and I believe she's in the process, I'm not sure if it's opened yet, building a second one in Colorado. Very successful. But again, that was a nagging idea that she chose to do something about. And she took one action after one action after one action. But she said, she said, you know, people kept telling me, don't do it. What do you know about collaboration workspaces? You come from the social media world. It, everyone told her, don't do it. But she said, I kept waking up every morning. She, what? This is how she said it. She said, I would go to bed going, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then I would wake up every morning going, well, hold on. There's something here. I think I can do this. That's the power of the nagging idea. So what I hope that you'll do after listening to this is, is think about it. And hey, you know what? If you don't have that idea yet, that's okay too. It'll come to the right moment. You'll be making dinner and you'll be like, oh yeah. Or you'll be emailing a colleague about a problem you guys are having. Be like, duh, here's the solution. It comes to you at those surprising moments when you're, when you're in it. Not necessarily when you're thinking about it, but when you're in it. So don't worry about it if you don't have it yet. My only request, whether you already have it or don't, is that you don't let it become that nagging idea that becomes that ball of regret in your, in your brain. You don't want that. The whole reason I sat down on that Sunday afternoon to write that part of the book was because it was turning into a ball of regret. I could feel it happening inside of me. And I, I mean, the fact that I can vividly remember the moment I had the idea and the moment I first talked about it, I just, I needed to see if there was something there. I could not let it go on any further. So it doesn't mean you have to explore every single idea, but when that one comes up that, that you can't let go of, do something with it. One commitment, one hour, one action. I have a girlfriend who's a designer and she's like a, a logo designer, like that kind of stuff. And she told me once that when she has an idea, she puts it on the fridge, puts it on like a sticky note, writes it on a sticky note or draws it out and then puts it on the fridge somewhere that she sees every single day. She said, then a week later, she'll take it down and maybe she'll put up a different idea or maybe she'll just leave a blank. And she looks to see, do I miss the idea? Do I miss this enough to want to bring it back to the fridge? Which means, do I miss it enough that I actually want to try to do something with this? So that's a great test. I love the fridge test. I do it all the time now. Thanks, Astrid. I'll say it again because it's so important. Don't let that nagging idea become a ball of regret. Turn it into action. One commitment, one hour, one action. That's all it takes. And like I said, there's a fork in the road at some point. You may go, heck yeah, like I did. I really want to keep doing this and squeeze it in wherever I can. Or you might go, yeah, now that I'm down the path, I see that this isn't for me. Both are great outcomes, but they're not that percolating junk in your head that we want to avoid. All right, Tamara out.